And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. It's Allison Kaczkowski. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. I'm your host. And as you know, in this space, we are all about not just providing and talking about client experiences, but also what goes into a client experience. And I do this for two reasons. The number one or the the top reasons to do this are we want to massively impact customer value and also come up with creative and new ways to really bring about the main goal that we that all of us have if you listen to the show and that is to provide amazing client transformation. So because a client experience is more than just a transaction or making a sale. So today I'm going to continue with my three-part series. If you have not had a chance yet to listen to episode 22 which was 2 weeks ago and as you know I usually alternate myself with interviewing a guest. And so last week we dropped um, a great chat that I had with a client and a colleague of mine, Leslie Martin. You definitely want to check that out. But episode tw- episode 22 was the first in this three-part series. And I got the idea for doing this from reading the book, The Go-Giver, Sell More. It's a green cover. It's a, it's a series of three books. And if you have not done that yet, if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, thinking about starting a business, even if you're not a business owner, but you're in the business of helping with client experiences, you definitely want to read these books. It just really gives you a different perspective on the concept of how important it is to give more than it is to receive, but also the mindset behind that. And I got to be honest, I've been a business owner for over 25 years now. And it really wasn't until I read these books. I'm on my second read of The Go-Giver Sell More now. Um, is that it's just really given me a different perspective. And maybe that's just because as I've gotten older, I've just kind of looked at my business different. And of course, if you're a business owner, you're probably no stranger to having to change and evolve and pivot, whatever the word it is that you want to use, depending on what client trends are, depending on what people are asking for. So it really just, it's really a marathon and not a sprint. 
And I think the longer that we're in business, we have to keep in mind that the basics never go out of style. So in episode 22, I talked about in my first part of this three-part series, I focused on what I call the law of compensation. I want I talked a little bit about um, how to connect with people. Why can't we make connecting with people part of the client experience? And I'm doing this because, especially over the last couple of years, we've seen so much in terms of these, you know, salesy type spam reach outs, right? I mean, I probably get at least five emails every day from people that I don't know, acting like they're my friend, right? And acting like they have something that I want. And but no effort to talk about or to try to get to know me, learn more about my business and what I do. And look, if when you're in business, the the main thing, and I know if you're listening to this, I know you get this 100%. People have to know, like, and trust you before they decide to do business with you. And usually that means building a relationship, establishing a rapport, and making sure that you are not one of those people that's sending, you know, crappy, salesy, spammy type messages, right? It's just for me, it's an automatic delete. You know, if you're, if I'm, if I'm not going to feel like I can at least have a conversation with you, and that first message I get from you shouldn't be an invite into a sales call, right? It should just, you should be trying to build rapport with people. And that's where I think so many coaches today are missing the boat, is that this is such a big part of our process. Why can't connecting and sharing with people be an experience, right? We have to consider that an experience because for most of us, that's the first gateway into getting to know us and working with us. So in episode 22, I kind of gave an intro, kind of what my what my thought process was over this three-part series. I mentioned the book. The book is by Bob Berg and John David Mann. If you have not read it, go to Amazon, get yourself a copy. Uh, you definitely, this should be on your bookshelf. It should be one of those that you read multiple times, often, depending on where you are in your business, if you're making any changes, if you're adding new offers, if you're thinking about speaking to a different type of client. It's just always a good thing to keep in mind because it always does what I like to call putting value in the bank, right? That should be our number one focus always. So today in part two of this three-part series, I'm going to focus on what exactly is value, you know, and, and I'm doing this for mostly because I've talked to at least five people in my interviews for this show and for my other show, my Tuesday flagship show, The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'd love for you to go over and give that a listen. Um, And what I hear from people is, well, I'm doing this because I'm providing value. I'm doing this because I always want to make sure I'm providing value. It's gotten to be, it's one of those things where I just feel like people say it because they feel like they need to say it. And look, I'm not saying that if you're a coach, you're not doing this already. But What I do want to invite you into is maybe just a little different perspective and a different way to think about this. And so what I want to do, the Go Giver Sell More book, the the chapter on the the component around value is the first one. There are five of them. Um, And I'm only going to speak to three of them in these series, but I will probably be tying in some aspects in part three of this episode, which will drop in two weeks. Um, And that's where where I'm going to talk about the law of being authentic. Um, because I really am passionate about this subject because I feel like there's a lot of copycats out there. There's a lot of people that are looking around and seeing what's working for other people, especially if you're used to operating your business in one way and you're adding something either virtual or online, or maybe you feel a little lost online, or maybe you don't know if what you're doing online is really working or speaking to the right people. 
this this is why I would definitely want to talk about that. But I feel like regardless of what space you're in, you know, health, fitness, wellness, coaching, travel, um, service-based industry of any type, these principles hold true, especially today. So when we talk about value, what exactly is value? Okay. So what you want to think about with value is, and I'm going to just drop some major golden nuggets here. So you know, you definitely want to tune in and listen to this. You want to bookmark this episode, hopefully, and share it with a friend if you think it's super helpful for you, like I hope it will be. Um, the thing about value is it's not something that we basically give away like a commodity. It's not something that, oh, let me email you your value. Let me send you your value. Let me box it up and put a bow on it. Like it's just something that people are going to walk out, walk out of the room with, right? Value is the feeling that you want to leave with people. You want to feel like you have impacted their life or their customer journey in some way. And depending on what it is that you're doing or what it is your business is focused on or what problem you solve or problems you solve, what you want to think about is what can you do in that moment that's going to A, offer value and B, help impact your client or your prospective client's journey right? Like what is it that you can do today that's going to move them closer? Because remember, if you're a business owner, our job is to provide value. Our job is not to make the sale. And I think a lot of coaches miss that, especially today. You know, there's a lot of shiny object syndrome going on online. Don't get me started on that. There's so much bullshit out there. It's not even funny, right? So there's just, there's a lot of people trying to throw spaghetti at the wall. There's a lot of people operating under the assumption that, hey, if I do this and I get noticed and I get to a certain number of followers, then I can start focusing on what it is that I do. And I could not disagree with that more. Our number one job, if you're a business owner of any kind, is to provide value every single day for people, regardless of if they're paying clients or people that are just asking about what you offer, asking what your investment levels are, et cetera, et cetera. So you always want to keep that in mind. So value is something that we offer to a prospective client, a prospective somebody, and it helps impact their customer journey in some way. Okay. We have to remember that people often, when they reach out to us, are not ready to buy. And I know I've made that mistake before when I've been in conversations with people. I think we assume when people are taking time to ask questions that they're ready to buy. And most of the time, they're not, honestly. Most of the time, they're just simply trying to get information so that they can make a decision. And this is where I think we have a real opportunity to make a difference and make ourselves stand out as business owners, coaches, entrepreneurs, et cetera, okay? So if you don't take anything else away from what I'm going to share with you today from this book, just think about that. Think about how you can shift your conversations, how you can shift your reach outs, how you make your connections with people. How can you offer them something that's going to help impact their customer journey today? In other words, something that's going to either make their life easier, that's going to give them a good feeling, that's going to leave them with a positive impact, that's going to help move them closer to making a buying decision. Okay. And look, I think we have to understand at the end of the day, Sometimes we don't get the sale. We do everything right and we still don't get the sale. And what we have to remember is, is that should not change how we do our process. If you are providing legitimate value with no expectation of getting a result in return. Okay. That's the other piece to this is that I think we have this false idea that, well, if I extend some goodwill and I help Mary over here with this, maybe at the end of the day, she'll decide to buy from me. And look, 
if you're in business, look, our, our we want to be making sales. That's a priority, right? But we have to go into it with the idea that we don't expect anything in return. That's the whole premise of your, it should be more, it's, well, not it should be, it is more important to give than it is to receive. Okay. We want to do it with no expectation, with no desired outcome. We can think, look, I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do. I'm going to do this because Mary is asking for my help. And this is something that I can do right now to help. I really believe that at any point in time in our life, and it could be any day, chances are, if it's happened to you already, you probably weren't expecting it, that it's sometimes it is just our time to help. It's just our time to do something to help make somebody's life better, to make a difference for somebody, to help demonstrate that not all salespeople are cheesy or corny, right? And no disrespect to people out there who are excellent salespeople. It really is an art, I think, to have a sales conversation and to do it from a place of service versus a place of, I'm going to see if I how much how many sales I can make this week, right? I think there's a fine line that we have to walk. Um, especially in today's world, I think the customer is a lot smarter uh, today than they've ever been. And that's largely because there are so many options out there, regardless of what your space is. There's so many, there's so many things clamoring for the customer's attention, you know, not to mention social media and everything that's online, but it's people, customers are getting bombarded with marketing messages. We have to remember on a daily basis, And if it's not through the media, then it's from word of mouth. It's from their next door neighbor. It's from someone in their family. It's from where they're already going, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to keep that in mind. So you always want to think about how can I provide value? How can I make a difference for somebody today and not expect anything in return? I'm doing it just because simply it's the right thing to do and it's my turn to help. And the reason it's my turn to help is that I'm asked to help, right? So we have to think about that, all right? So... The most important thing what I'm getting at here before I share five aspects of value that hopefully you can walk away and apply to your own business today and how you do your client experiences is the goal of this is the more we do this, the more we get connected to providing value every single day, okay, and taking ourselves out of the equation, taking what it is that we want out of the equation and being focused on what's right for the person who is seeking us out is that we always want to be getting better at the process of providing value. And the way we focus on the process is not to think about the end result, okay? Now, I'm not suggesting that you go into something blind and not think about the end result. That's not what I'm saying. But what we want to do is to be so obsessed with the process and helping other people get what they want. When we do that, we will almost always be properly aligned with the outcome that we want. And the way we know it is, is that we know it because of the way it makes us feel and the way that it helps move us further in our businesses. Okay. And my philosophy is always, I can do everything I can do. I feel like sometimes I'm I always am reaching out to people on a regular basis. It's one of the things that I always coach my entrepreneurs to do every single week, every single day. My philosophy is reach out to at least five people, sometimes more, depending on if you have a program that that is open, if you're trying to fill a retreat, if you're trying to sell out your event, if you're trying to keep your calendar full with a certain number of bookings, you know, we have to keep that in mind, right? That's just a law, the law of averages, right? The more people you reach out to, the more conversations you have, the more likely you're going to be able to reach your goals, right? But sometimes I think we have to take that out of it 
and just focus on the conversations themselves and listen to what people are telling us. This is what I was talking about in episode 22. So you definitely want to go back and check that out um, again, um, even if you haven't listened to it yet and you're just hearing this one. So, um, so think about being obsessed with value, helping someone further along on their journey today, regardless of if that gets you the sale or not, okay? But most importantly, be focused on the process of helping people get what they want. You know, I've talked to a lot of people in the health and fitness industry since the pandemic, you know, pretty much over the last couple of years. I've talked to some multimillionaires and I've talked to some people who are just getting started. I've talked to people too, who have been super successful and basically had to start over like myself in 2020. And here's the thing. Most of them don't say, I decided to use funnels. I decided to do all this. I decided to set up my business this way. I decided to only work five hours a week or whatever, right? What I always hear from the most successful people is this. They say, the way I have gotten to where I am now is that I am 100% focused on solving people's problems, okay? I am 100% focused on helping someone else get to where they need to be. And that right there is the law of value. Okay, so let me get to these five um, aspects, if you will. I'm going to give you a couple of examples from the book. And hopefully, if you haven't read the book, maybe if you listen to this episode, you'll want to go and get yourself a copy. So, so hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already, and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.theallisonkay.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. Number one is excellence. And this is, you know, this is all spelled out in the book. It's the first um, component, if you will, of the five aspects of the go-giver sell more philosophy. Okay. So what is excellence? Excellence is how can you distinguish yourself from your competition? And it's always in the little things. And the example in the book is when you stay at a a higher end hotel, like a Ritz Carlton is what the book describes. I've had this happen. I was at a a coach's summit a couple of weeks ago in Reston, Virginia, and we were at a Hyatt Regency there. And it was a nice hotel. It wasn't a five-star hotel, but it wasn't a comfort inn either. It was a nice hotel because it had meeting rooms and everything. And the staff were wonderful. From the front desk person to the bellhop to the housekeeper who cleaned my room, it was always my pleasure. And that is a little small detail that can make you stand out from your competition. So instead of saying, sure, no problem, say, absolutely, it would be my pleasure. I guarantee you it moves the needle for you in some way. So that's an example of excellence. And the thing about excellence is, is that we think it has to be all the huge bells and whistles. It has to be having the nice gift bag and all the bell, all the perks and all the things that you get when you buy my offer. That doesn't make you excellent. What makes you excellent is being committed to the process and really being attuned to the little things that really make a difference for somebody. So think about how you greet people. Think about how you connect with people. Think about how you follow up. Think about 
what can you do along your process to make sure that your customer has an amazing experience? And trust me, these little things go a long way. Even if people don't acknowledge it in the moment, I guarantee you they'll remember it. All right. Number two is consistency. This is, you know, probably sounds like I'm beating a dead horse here. The process of being consistent takes practice. It's a matter of not just being attentive to the little things, but being so tuned into your process that you deliver the same result over and over and over again, irregardless of the client, right? And this isn't, you know, a matter of, you know, getting a process so dialed in that it's like, um, you know, it's almost just like a transaction, module one, module two, module three, et cetera, right? Being consistent means making sure you deliver the same quality experience over and over and over again, okay? Now, the example in the book, I think was about a restaurant. And I think this is something that we can all relate to. You know, if you have your favorite place where you like to go eat, or maybe you've been somewhere that was highly recommended and you go and it was outstanding, right? Just excellent from the service to the food to everything. And then you go back a second time a couple of weeks later and maybe something was just off. Maybe the service wasn't as good. Maybe what you ordered wasn't as good. Maybe you waited an extraordinarily long time to be seated or to get served or whatever. Okay, that's a problem in consistency. And the people that I know that are the most successful in their business are really focused on consistency of delivery and consistency of results. Now, look, that's not absolving the customer of their responsibility. Okay, if you're in a service-based industry... Okay, I think we have a tricky thought that we have to make sure that everybody gets results. We always want people to get results. Okay, but if somebody's not getting the result that they're supposed to get, I think we have to be honest with ourselves first and say, okay, was this something that I could have done better? You know, was there something that I missed? Was I not as attentive as I should have been? Did I drop the ball somewhere? You know, we always have to start with ourselves first. But what I have found the longer I'm in business is, is that when I do that, okay, and it is an error on my part somewhere, I learn a big lesson and I step up my game and make sure that I'm on for the next one. Now, having said all that, there are equally as many experiences that I can think of in my career where I had a client that maybe didn't get the result that they thought they would get. And so my question is, okay, let's review what you've done. And when we go in and look at the process, okay, then sometimes we can find some gaps and some holes. And of course, I'm right there saying, what can I do to support you? Okay. So again, this is what I was saying at the beginning of this episode. We have to take our outcome out of it long enough to look at the process and decide, okay, where are the cracks? I call these the energy leaks when I'm teaching, when I'm on a retreat and I'm delivering my one of my signature compass retreats. That's what we look at or what I call the energy leaks. Because if you're in, if you, it's kind of like being on a boat. If there's a hole somewhere in the boat and the boat starts taking on water, okay, not only is that going to, you know, interfere with how the boat is able to work, right? But it's going to keep you from getting to the destination that you want. Same thing in a client experience. You always want to keep that in mind. Consistency should be a top focus. Okay. Attention. This is one of my favorite things. Now in the, in the book, the example given is uh, a travel agent. And right now, it you know, I'm recording this in August of 2023. Travel is booming in a lot of places in the world. There are a lot of people that are traveling that haven't traveled since the pandemic. 
You know, Europe is like crazy busy right now. Airfares are just getting more and more expensive, it seems like, by the week. And that's a product of demand. There are so many people that are finally feeling comfortable to travel or they're finally able to travel for one reason or another. So, you know, this example is really interesting because as much as the online space has impacted the travel business in general, okay, making it a lot easier for people to make their own reservations and whatever. It used to be when I was growing up, we would call a travel agent and say, I'm looking for a flight from this city to this city, you know, and they would do that for you. Right. And there's still people out there that do that, but I, but it is, it, it's a, People who just have the old-fashioned travel businesses, they have to work a little bit harder because there are just so many options that are available online. Well, how are the ones that are doing that still able to do that? It's because they pay attention to the details. And there's a wonderful example in the book of how a travel agent does this. So let me just give you a couple of examples from it. There's a gentleman who does quite a bit of travel for business and, and for pleasure too. And he uses a guy from out of state. Now, he can probably get online and go through Expedia or Travelocity or, you know, American Express if he has an American Express card or whatever, right? And he could probably do it himself easily or have his assistant do it. But he chooses to use this guy from out of state who just goes the extra mile with all the details, makes his reservations, knows the seat that he likes, his preferred seat, gets him on the upgrade list when he can and works it until he gets an outcome as far as that goes. Um, researches the area where he's going, calls ahead to the hotel, lets his customer know if there's an issue along the way, um, make sure that um, if there are any snafus along the way that he stays ahead of it. So it's all those, all that attention to detail. And look, in today's world, because of the way that the business moves so quickly today, in today's world, customer service can be non-existent sometimes. And I always try to, when I'm in a situation and I feel like I'm not getting great service or I feel like something is not getting done, um, I always want to be a little bit of a detective and see exactly where the problem is before I get really reactive with somebody. Because, you know, in typically what people will do is they'll just get mad, you know, because there's this, this you know, belief out there that the customer is always right. And look, the customer is right. But we, what we have to think about is, is where is the problem in the process? Where's the breakdown? And when you do work with somebody who is really attentive to details, one of the things that we do on retreats is I always make sure that my guest rooms are nice and clean, that their materials are laid out. I always put fresh flowers in rooms. I always do little treats every day. I just think it's it really adds to the experience, Right. So, you know, I have colleagues in businesses who send a gift or send a card. I have a colleague on the West Coast who is a VA and she has her own business. She's not my VA, but we met through a mutual friend, but she sends me a birthday card every year. She sends me a card at Christmas. She'll drop me a note every once in a while. It, it's the, the that attention, the detail that goes a long way. So my advice to you is where can you do this in your customer experience and not just in your paid experiences? Where can you do this when you're prospecting, when you're having conversations, when you're doing your reach outs? How can you pay attention to the little things? Because trust me, your customer notices that too. And number four is empathy. And really what this is, is can you put yourself in your customer's position? So an example might be when if you're talking to somebody or a prospective client and they say, I really haven't been feeling well, or, um, you know, I'm struggling with this, or 
this isn't working. I've had a death in my family, God forbid, or something else, right? And so I think what we have to remember is when we have empathy, what we want to do is show, number one, show value, right? Because a value, remember, is the feeling that we want to do. We want to make someone's life better that day that we communicate with, right? So in the case of empathy, we want to put ourselves in their position and try to understand, number one, how they're feeling, and number two, where they are. And then that hopefully will dictate what kind of response we do. And unfortunately, the coaching business isn't doing a very good job of this, in my opinion, because I feel like it's more about getting the reach out, getting someone on a call and, you know, get having being that having that assertiveness to it. And look, you have to be direct. You have to, you know, have the cojones, so to speak, to reach out and say, hey, would you like to talk about this? You know, and I, you know, I think there's a lot of people who think they're being pushy if they do that. And my philosophy is always until someone tells me to buzz off, until someone says that sounds wonderful, Allison, but I'm just not interested. Okay, no problem. Because look, it's not about you. You know, it's not about you if you're doing your job right. Okay. And the last one is appreciation. One of the things that I did when I first started my company years ago was when I would get a new client. Uh, and and they if they were a referral, I would always reward the client that referred with a complimentary session, workout or whatever. And the other thing I would do for one of my signature packages is when a client renewed, I gave them a free session. Because to me, I could show appreciation. It really didn't cost me anything to do that. And it was a, a gesture of kindness to show how much I appreciated someone thinking highly enough of me to either continue working with me and having confidence in me or believing enough in what I did that they would refer someone else to me. So, you know, think about where you can show appreciation in your business. Maybe it's just simply a reach out where you say, hey, I just want you to know um, how much working with you. I'm really enjoying working with you, um, you know. Something simple like that can go a long way. Or telling a client how proud you are of them. I am super proud of the progress that you're making. I know some days you've been really frustrated. I know you feel like the world's against you. I know you feel like things just aren't working, but I want you to know that I notice, I see, I know how hard you're working, so keep going. Those little things make a huge, huge, huge difference. I have a colleague that I teach with. I teach, I'm a adjunct faculty member at a local women's college here in Raleigh, where I live, Meredith College. And I have a colleague who is struggling with a with a pretty bad disease. She's still working, but she's it, it, she's struggling. And so one of the things that I have to remember when I reach out to her is I always want to know how she's doing first. You know, and I, I, I sort of feel compelled, not just because of what I do for a living, but because of the fact that I feel so strongly about, you know, not just connecting with people and making them feel important. Because to me, when you look, when you, I want people to always not just think about me with high regard, but I want them to think about when they think about their health and fitness, I want it to be a positive experience for them since that's what I do. And so, you know, a lot of people say, gosh, Allison, I love working with you. I just hate to work out. Right. Or, you know, I love, uh, you know, you're just, you're, you're so good at what you do and I love talking to you, but I really hate going to the gym. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. Not everybody loves to work out. I get that. But what I, what I really want to change is I want, and this is something I know I have control over and something I can show appreciation for is that, 
you know, if I can have a positive interaction with somebody and at least give them something to think about, that maybe they'll look at health and fitness in a different way, particularly people who are struggling. And there are lots of people struggling in the world right now with one thing or another. And so that's a small thing that I can do. And so I always want to make sure, you know, when I'm doing my reach outs and when I'm communicating with people that I leave them with a positive impression on that. And that's a way that I can show appreciation, not just to them, but for the industry that I've chosen to make my mark in because this industry has changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, For a lot of you that, you know, have known me for most of my life or known me even for a short period of time, you know, know how seriously I take my work and it's in my DNA. It's in my blood. And, you know, I love what I do. I really have very few days where I get up and I'm like, gosh, I wish I had another job. It's just not like that for me. But I understand that there are a lot of people out there that don't feel like that about their work. But at the same time, I feel like our bodies, our minds and our bodies are the vessels through which we live, through which we do our life. We live our purpose. We do the things that we are intended to do while we're on this planet. And so I'm taking it upon myself to ensure that people have a positive experience with that. But I also recognize that not everybody's going to love it. Okay. But I want people to think enough of it to make it part of their life. And that's how I can show appreciation. So where can you show appreciation in your work for not just what it is that you do, but how you help people? So look at what you're doing daily with your current clients. Look at what you're doing with people that you're talking to. Look at what you're doing for marketing, for you know events that you get asked to help with, um, speaking engagements. If you get to be interviewed on a podcast, for example, how can you show appreciation? Okay. So let me just recap what those are. I really recommend that you get this book. It's just, it's not that it's anything that's different. It's nothing that I hadn't heard before. But it's the perspective that really gets you thinking. And once you start thinking, hey, what if I did it this way? Then you're like, oh, what if I did it this way? Oh, what about this idea over here? It just keeps you focused on thinking about what else could work versus what's not working. Okay. Because a lot of people right now are talking about what they don't want. And that's not going to get you more of what you want. That's going to get you more of what you don't want. So let me recap real quick before I wrap up these five aspects of value um, in a customer experience, excellence, consistency, attention. This is all the little details, empathy, okay, and appreciation. So go get yourself a copy of this book. And um, that's what I got for you this week on the podcast. I hope that was really helpful. If you've got someone that you think could really benefit from what I talked about, please copy the link to this episode and send it to them as a free gift from me. Um, this is really how we create change in the world is by doing stuff like this. And it's it's a simple little gesture. If so, if you know anybody, you can say, hey, I was listening to this podcast by Allison Kay. Um, you know, why don't you take a listen? Let me know what you think. Okay. Look, that means more to me than anything when someone does that. Okay. And if you have feedback for me, please go to my website at www.theallisonk.com. And just connect with me there. Say, hey, I really liked it when you said this. I really wish you had elaborated more on this. Could you really speak to this more? I'm always open to feedback. So feel free to connect with me on any of my socials. I'm on Facebook. I am the Allison K on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. I'm AHCats. I'm also on LinkedIn. And I'll soon be on Threads, which is the new Instagram app. 
Um, I'm on there, but I haven't, you know, started interacting yet. So I'll speak to that a little bit more in the next episode. So um, if you are looking for a new home on Facebook or social media, if you want some business, cool business folks to hang out with, come and join my group, Innovate and Grow for Business and Coaching, Entrepreneurs and Leaders. This is where we're really focused right now on this whole idea of connecting and networking and having conversations. So this is something that you want to be a part of. Come over and join us. Um, or just send me a DM and um, and I'll be glad to send you the link. So that's what I got this week for you on the podcast. Thanks again for all your support. We will see you next time. Bye. <music>